Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about dealing with spiritual rulers and authorities, those things that quite often as Christians come against us, Colin, and uh, what it means to put on the spiritual armour of God. Yesterday we talked about the power of the blood of Jesus. Today you're going to explain the power that is in the name. There's a verse in the Old Testament where God says that he has exalted his name and his word above all things. And um, there is no name that is higher than the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name of salvation. Jesus is the name of healing. Jesus is the name of victory. And what we were seeing yesterday was that uh, he won that victory for us on the cross. There he disarmed all the, the, the powers and authorities of the evil one. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them on the cross. Now, we have been given the authority by Jesus to pray in his name. He said to the disciples at the Last Supper, so far you haven't asked for anything in my name, but now you're going to. And whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give to you. What does it actually mean then? Well, we'll... We'll come to that, really. Uh, the name in Scripture always denotes the person, but I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. You see, if, um, if we can pray in his name, that is going to give us great authority. And we'll see why in a moment. But it's not only in prayer. Paul says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we can pray in his name, we can speak in his name, we can act in his name. Now, if the name denotes the person, we can pray with the authority of Jesus, we can speak with the authority of Jesus, and we can act with the authority of Jesus. But, of course, we can only do that if we are praying and speaking and walking in the truth of God's word. This is why God has chosen to exalt his name and his word above all things. The two go together. You can't do in the name of Jesus something that is opposed to the word of God. Uh, it will have to be a reflection of the word of God, of, of obedience to the word, of faith in the word, of proclaiming the word, not only by what we say, but by what we do. So we have this tremendous authority. Now, what can we do with this authority? Well, Jesus says we can bind on earth, that means we can prevent on earth whatever he prevents in heaven. There's a sense in which you see we are his representatives or as the scripture says, we are his ambassadors here on earth. We actually, as Christians, are to operate in his name, therefore, on his behalf. So what God intends is that no matter what situation we're in, we look at that situation as Jesus would. 
We pray what Jesus would pray. We believe what Jesus would believe. We speak over that situation what Jesus would speak. We do whatever Jesus would do. Because that's what it means to pray, to speak, and to act in his name. You can't do something in his name if Jesus wouldn't do it. So you can't, you can't sort of pray something that Jesus would never pray and say in the name of Jesus at the end. Well, I mean, you can say it, but it's totally meaningless and, and that kind of prayer isn't going to get answered because it's got to be in line with the will of God. And if it's in line with the will of God, then it will be in the word of God because God has given us his word to explain very clearly to us what his will is. So when we say in Jesus' name at the end of a prayer, it's no great insurance policy in a sense. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, if, if, if a person is saying that just so that everybody knows it's time to say amen, you've finished the prayer, then it's pretty meaningless, isn't it? You, a, a prayer is only truly in the name of Jesus when it originates from the Spirit. Do you remember on, on uh, Monday... Um, we were looking at what Paul says about the spiritual armor in um, Ephesians chapter 6, and he says how important it is to pray in the Spirit continually. And that's it, you see. If, if we pray in the Spirit, that's not just speaking in tongues, but we pray led by the Spirit of God, then we will be praying the truth. And if we're praying the truth, then we're praying according to the word of God. And if we're praying according to the word of God, we're praying according to the will of God. And if we're praying according to the will of God, then we're praying in the name of Jesus. If, if the things we say uh, are truly in the name of Jesus, then they will be the will of God because they're in the word of God, because they're in line ex with exactly what Jesus taught and with what Jesus therefore did the way he spoke. And if we act in his name, then we will be acting in obedience to the word of God because then we will be acting in obedience to the will of God. The trouble is, as you can probably see, Julia, that so many people do their own thing and claim to be doing it in the name of Jesus. Well, they might be fooled by that. They might even fool a few other people who are not very discerning, but they certainly won't deceive God. God knows when we're acting in his name and when we're not. So living and praying and speaking led by the Holy Spirit is absolutely fundamental. Yes, because that's the only way in which we can really operate in the name of Jesus. Now, just as we saw yesterday, the devil has got no answer to the blood of Jesus. So his authority is as nothing compared to the authority of the name of Jesus. But you see, it's not just using its, his, his name, it is really doing something in his name. I, I'm sure that you've probably heard of people that have been attacked at night or at some other time, and they've just cried out to the name of Jesus. You know, in the name of Jesus, leave me alone. Very powerful, very powerful. Because, you see, you exercise that authority in his name. And what happens? The mighty warrior, Jesus himself, comes into the situation. Uh, I knew a man, not in this country, in, in, in another nation, is a great man of faith. And he woke up in the middle of the night and could hear burglars downstairs. So he comes down the stairs and there were three burglars, all armed, with actually with machine guns, not just with pistols. 
Now, most people would be intimidated by that, but he said, in the name of Jesus, you drop those guns and run, or my God will kill you. They dropped their guns and they ran for it. Now, that is exercising the authority of the name of Jesus. Um, okay, that was a man of considerable faith, as you can understand. But, see, it does show the fear that can come into other people that are coming against you if you invoke the name of Jesus. So there is great power in the name, but we misuse the name and we abuse the authority to speak and act in his name if we claim to pray or to speak or to do things that are not in accord with his will and his word. So how can we be sure? Oh, well, the more you know the scriptures, the more certain you can be. This is why we've got to be men and women of the word. This is why we call this program Faith for Today. It's faith in God. It's faith in his word. It's faith in the revelation of the truth that he's given us. The more you know the word, the more prepared you are for whatever um, life can throw at you, whether it's the devil, whether it's just the circumstances in which you're placed. Uh, you have the spiritual resources to be able to overcome. Why? Because Jesus has already overcome on the cross. Talking about uh, life throwing things at you, is it your experience that when you really are being led by the Holy Spirit and living in this way that more and more is thrown at you? <laughs> is, is it par for the course? Well, I'm afraid it is. I, I, I wish I could sit here and say, no, it isn't. That's the spiritual reality, though, uh, isn't it's a spiritual, it? Well, you see, the more that God uses someone, the more the enemy want, would like to take them out. Yes. I mean, he would like to oppose them. Like That's really to true, undermine them. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes have people come to see me and they're, they're worried about some kind of opposition or persecution or somebody doesn't like them or somebody's speaking against them. And I'm sitting there thinking, if only you knew... If only you knew the kind of stuff I've had to go through in my life and ministry. And the sad thing is, Julia, that most of that opposition has come from believers, not non-believers. People who would say that they're believers, but for all kinds of motives, I think often of jealousy or because they feel challenged because they're not operating in faith or in obedience to God. Uh, there's this perverse kind of thing that if somebody is being used more by God, let's try to bring him down to our level. And I found that from the very beginning of the revival in Luton in 1970, that was the first thing I had to learn to combat. I mean, when it, when it was known, the great and wonderful things that were happening there, you know, I naively thought at first, well, everybody's going everybody's to rejoice in this and delight in this. Uh, and everybody's going to want a piece of the action saying, yeah, come on. This is great. This is wonderful. Well, I was very soon disillusioned. Uh, and I realized that, that often Christians would do the devil's work for him. They would accuse and they would seek to undermine someone that God is using. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 